You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 74 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with the gargantuan Jeff Gargas. Gargantuan, huh? You did, you got gargantuan. <laughs> that was from the amazing Brian Costello, who I know oh, we've Brian. connected with. We yeah. connect with him on Facebook, on Twitter, but if you want to go hunt him down on Twitter, which is probably his favorite platform, I would go follow him at btcostello05. Yeah, Brian does some really cool stuff. So shout out to Brian. Thanks for the word. Gargantuan. Gargantuan. That's what he went with. I've always thought that I was fairly like average size, but all right. Well, you know, Brian <laughs> likes me best because in his recent book, The Teacher's Journey, he wrote about me and my story through education. You're just, you know, the gargantuan guy on this podcast. I love how you tied in his book right there. That was well done, Ray. You know, they, they don't pay me to do this, but I have been doing it for 74 episodes. Awesomeness. So, all right. So, 74. We're seven. This is the 74th episode. Holy cow. That's a lot of episodes. Well, it's not only a lot of episodes, but think about how many people we've talked to, how many stories we've yeah, kind of, so at, many. in some way, some small way, amplified here, right? Yes. We, we, we have so many so many stories so and you know i think that's probably what i like most about what we do is the fact that we get to we've been able that we've been fortunate enough to build a little bit of i don't know a platform of some sort here in a lot of different ways on our website and things that we do to that now we're trying really hard to do whatever we can to to raise up more of these amazing stories and these amazing educators in any way we can the podcast is one of the ways that we do that one of the other ways that we do that is in our on our website i don't know if you know this ray we have quite oh, a few you're, you're, awesome... you're telling me I may not I'm know this? I'm telling you that you may not know this, that we have some pretty awesome guest bloggers on there. And that's another way that we really like because the value they bring is just awesome. Um, and so just a shout out to all them uh, as well. I just Can I... I pick out a few? Yeah. Yeah. You want to do that? You want to shout out a couple? Do you mind? Is that okay? I would. I, I don't want to do anything other As if you could tell me no. Right yeah, you can't yeah. tell me no. <laughs> the one thing I love though, I mean, we've been doing our podcast for almost a year. and. Yeah. Like, obviously, we've connected with a lot of people, but having those people then also blog for us really mm -hmm. ties into that teach better mindset of really building this family more than anything else of how can we share our insight with as many people as possible and gain insight from as many people as possible. So I'm just going to go through like super recent blog just on the teach better website was lose the levels from Dr. Molly Ness. I love mm. Molly. Yes, Molly's awesome. And I remember when she sent us this blog, she was like, uh-oh, this is a little controversial. I'm like, Molly, it's okay for you to challenge people's thinking. We value that about our network is that we challenge each other, respectfully challenging each other to grow. And so I really loved her her leveled library that that blog she just wrote was super cool. Yes. So Christine also wrote one recently all about fighting mental illness yes. through um, – authenticity, which was a really interesting approach to mental illness. And she mm -hmm. touches on how that authenticity between an educator and a student, while there's obviously a barrier and a, and a line that we need to not cross, 
that authenticity can really help reach those students that may be struggling with mental health, which was yeah, and, a fascinating. And Christine, read. she is so big on that. She she does all kinds of videos. She's all over on her Twitter, uh, and she has a couple more posts that come with us soon that I think are going to be really really valuable for people. So she's one to watch for right now. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, wait, but Kristen Nan, she was also one we published recently. I totally thought I was going to, I knew what this blog was about, and I recently <laughs> read it. It's called Looking Up Instead of Down. Do you know what blog I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, so it's all about not looking down at her phone, which I uh -huh. thought was like such an interesting title, Looking Up Instead of Down. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember what I thought it was going to be about, but I didn't realize it was that. And then she saw, yeah, she shares like a, a story, a personal story. Um, with a really cool message in it, yeah, about looking up. But uh, yeah, always, always awesome stuff from Kristen Nan. Always. All right, I'm gonna shout out two more because they're just also on Let's top of mind. Because I was just looking through our blogs, uh, Matthew Joseph, who yes. I love, and we just had featured on the Teach Better Talk podcast mm -hmm. a few episodes ago, wrote all about dynamic learning, which you know I love. That was a yes. very cool blog. And then the other one that I really enjoyed was from Brian Zwemke, and his is all about collaboration time and like making the most out of the time that you have to collaborate with colleagues. And his was also similar to Molly, where he kind of pushed some of those barriers of, you know, if you're not in the right mindset to collaborate, it's okay to take a take a step back and and not meet. You know, you really want to be present not only for your students, but present for your colleagues, for your peers. So yeah. it was a really interesting perspective on how to collaborate better. Yeah, I really enjoyed that blog as well. He's got a, he's had quite a few on there and he's got a few more coming. So what's really cool, Ray, is that we've got another, well, we've got like, I, I don't even know, I'm trying to think of how many, we've got like 10 or 12, I don't know, 10, more than 10 people, new guest bloggers coming down the pike here. So we've got a lot of really cool content that's coming from a wide range of voices and all different levels of education different backgrounds uh like we're writing about a lot of different things so a lot of really cool stuff coming over at teachbetter.com for all of that so i'm really glad that we sort of stumbled into like shouting people out right now uh i, I it's important well and something i really value something i've needed to learn i'm continuing to work on it is that you don't need to be an expert in everything if you know who to connect with to get the information you need and i think that by having these guest blogs are really focusing on the fact that we have a, a connection to all these people that are experts in all different topics. And so if you can go to just one place to, to gain some insight, I just think that's so valuable because, geez, what better person to talk about leveled libraries than Molly Ness? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, you know, and it really comes out, it comes to the round to the, the teach better mindset of just always trying to be better and realize that you don't have to be perfect. You just need to always be learning, always be growing. And what that's, you find those people that, have experiences that you maybe haven't had yet or, you know, studied or, or focused on specific things that you haven't and then you learn from them. That's how we grow. So I love it. I'm an expert in nothing. So like this is awesome for me. All these You're amazing really people. You're a really good talker, Jeff. really good talker. I, I do what I can. So um, another good talker, watch this transition right here, is Mandy Fralick, who dun, just dun, happens dun. to be our guest on this episode. And Mandy yeah. – Man, I she was this was an awesome episode. I know we say that a lot. I feel like we always say that, but like that's because we just love what we do with here. But this was a really cool one. Mandy was uh, she's been in sort of in our world and our our PLN for a while now. She hosted Master Chat just not too long ago. Uh, she's a uh, you know she's a director of innovation technology. She's um, an author. 
Uh, she speaks all over the place. She consults with schools. You probably know her book, Divergent EDU, or her other book, The Fire Within. She's with the amazing Edumatch group over there, uh, which we also talk about as well in this episode. But I loved uh, just her sort of focus on her passion of working with teachers to support teachers in, in their individual pursuit of just that innovative and divergent thinking and teaching and that's sort of what you know what her book talks about but she just everything she talks about goes back to that how can she can how can we support teachers whether in a position of leadership or position of a coach or just with our colleagues how can we support each other how can we support our teachers so that they can then better serve the kids and i just i love this episode i think it's fantastic right what did you take away from it mandy was incredible to talk to there were so many things to take away but i loved just so many stories she had on wanting to grow and be better and do what's right for kids at whatever capacity, whatever role that took her in. I thought that was so cool. But before we start this episode, Jeff, can I give you one quick, one more shout out? And then we can get into yeah, the do it. Shout out. Go. So right as we're recording, we had somebody request to join our private Facebook group. I'm literally clicking approve right now. And when she, when we asked our group members, how'd you heard about the pot? How'd you hear about the group? She said the podcast. So I love, oh. thank you, thank you to Nancy Bell Milks, who is Thanks, listening Nancy. to our podcast and now joining our private Facebook group because that was Oh, awesome. I'm so excited. Nancy, I hope when you hear this episode and you're like, oh, hey, I remember when I did that, you get a little smile on your face because that would make me very happy. That's awesome. I love it. So so let's just, let, we want, you want to just like do the episode now? Should we just let's get to Mandy. Episode? So episode number 74 with Mandy Fralick. All right, we are here talking with Mandy Freilich. And Mandy, it is so awesome to, to get you on the podcast finally. Uh, you just hosted Master Chat not even just a couple weeks ago. Uh, you've sort of been in our PLN, connected on Twitter and other social media stuff for a while now. Uh, I'm a fan of both your books. I've actually read Divergent. I actually haven't got into the other one yet. But I'm still a fan already because I'm just a fan of yours. So super excited to have you on. I We really appreciate you taking some time out and recording with us. For those who are listening, it's not currently M Memorial Day. But right now as we're recording, it is. So here's Mandy on here on a holiday jumping on the Teach Better Talk podcast with us. And we absolutely appreciate that. Mandy, how are you feeling right now? I'm good. And thank you guys for having me. I was really, really excited to uh, get on here and chat with you guys. So um, yeah, doing doing well. Mandy, it was an honor to have you on Teach Better Talk. I had such a great time when you hosted Mastery Chat, so I knew that Teach Better Talk would just be another opportunity for us to connect. But I want our our listeners to make sure that they know all about you. So our first question deals with how you describe yourself. So when someone asks you what you do, what's your typical response? Um, well, uh, I'm actually, um, this is the first podcast that I've done since I have put my resignation in as a director of innovation and technology. So, um, I, I was in a school district. I'm not actually sure where I'm going from here, which is, is, um, kind of a leap of faith and, um, yeah, it just feels even weird to say. So I, <clears throat> had really learned a lot in my last district, but I felt like it was time to explore some other opportunities that were out there. So um, currently, uh, literally, I'm unemployed. <laughs> if anybody's hiring. Like, I was going to say, if anybody's hiring I'm right looking, now. Yeah, 
This, um, consider this your audio resume right here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but I have, uh, I'm also an author of two books, um, The Fire Within and Divergent EDU, which I've been working on on the side. I am the director of author success for Edge Match Publishing, which is uh, has been a phenomenal opportunity to work with one of my favorite people in the world, Sarah Thomas. So, oh, yes, um, we love Sarah. She's, she's awesome. Everybody loves Sarah. She's, <laughs> you know, she's one of the people um, that it doesn't matter who I say her name to, everybody has the same response. Oh my gosh, we love Sarah. That's because yeah. Sarah is just like legit authentic. Every, yep. You just meet her and you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought was coming. And then it's the same thing. So I think that there's, you're going to get the same response everywhere. So yeah, we, we had her on really, really early on in the podcast. I think we, it's about time we get bring her back on, right? Just I'm just putting out there so in case Sarah happens to listen to this episode. I'm game. <laughs> reach out. Yeah, she's doing big things. So yeah, so I do that in the, the uh, BAM Radio Network uh, podcast, Teachers Aid with John Harper. And I do some consulting and everything like that. But um, that's what I've been working on. So so what's the goal? Now, I, you got... I, I, you, you piqued my interest here. Now I got to talk about this for a minute. So I'm going to make you answer questions. So like, what's the goal? Are you hoping to get back into a district? Or are you hoping to test the waters and maybe doing consult more consultant work? Or what's the, what's the plan here? Um, or, or is it sort of, I don't have a plan. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I which is okay too. I kind of don't have a plan, which is, it's a little bit strange. Like I have, I've played with a whole bunch of scenarios, everything from going back into the classroom to, um, you know, going back and being um, an instructional coach, which was probably my favorite position I've ever had. I absolutely loved being a tech coach. And I've, I've thought about even, you know, going over to the other side and working for a vendor, wondering what that would be like, uh, wondering what it would be like just to, you know, rely on my consulting. That really is a passion of mine. Uh, my fear is actually if I spend too much time consulting in my passion that I'm going to start to dislike it. <laughs> um, and I do use it to kind of fill my cup sometimes. So I really, so I really love doing that. I mean, it's, I'm just, just seeing where it goes actually. Hey everyone. While we take a quick break, I just want to share with you how much I appreciate hearing from all of you about how much you're enjoying our teach better talk podcast. If you're listening right now on a cell phone, make sure you take a screenshot and share it with us on social media with hashtag teach better. Don't forget to tag Jeff and I because we absolutely want to be a part of your journey listening to Teach Better Talk. All right. Well, I'm interested to see where it goes. So that's great. So so speaking of where it goes and the things you have going on, I do want to touch on, let's, can we talk about your books for a minute? Um, can you kind of give us the, the 30 the second, 60 second, whatever you want to take um, overview of, of both your books? Kind of share like if I'm looking at considering buying it, uh, what should I expect? Who's it for? What am I going to get out of it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the books are two totally and completely different topics. Um, the first book is uh, The Fire Within. That was my first book. And it is um, a book. Uh, there's two parts to it. The first is Educator Stories of Adversity, how they've overcome it, and how they use um, their post-traumatic growth in the classroom with students. And so how it basically helps them how, you know, be better teachers. So uh, it has a second part, which um, which hits on mindfulness and self-care and um, secondary traumatic stress and post-traumatic growth. And 
So there's kind of two parts to, to that book. Also, it also speaks a bit to teacher engagement and disengagement and what that means for our field. The second book, Divergent EDU, is based on um, uh, an organizational structure for supporting teachers in being more innovative and divergent thinkers. And it uh, is based on the hierarchy of needs of innovation and divergent thinking, which is what uh, you know the, the organizational structure that I had developed a few years ago. And I basically break it down and talk about, you know, what needs to happen in each of those levels, uh, those foundational levels in order to best support teachers. And so it really is, um, you know, my platform has always kind of been supporting teachers when, you know, you can best support students by supporting their teachers. And so that's kind of, you know, the basis of what book, uh, each book is about just in a little bit different way. I love it. And then tell us about the podcast as well. Yeah, the podcast Teachers Aid. Um, another person I absolutely adore, uh, John Harper. And again, the same thing with him. Everybody knows John loves him. Um, he, uh, I had done one of the first episodes of Teachers Aid talking about mental health of teachers and depression. And um, he has said to me, hey, how would you like to co-host this with me? And I, I'd never co-hosted pod, co a podcast. So uh, but I was all in and we have just had the absolute best time with that. So it, it really is talking about um, social emotional support for teachers and um, just hitting on some of those areas. Um, we try to be as vulnerable as possible uh, with ourselves and ask our, our uh, guests to be vulnerable as well on just different different things we experience as teachers and ways that we can make it better, uh, tips and hints and things like that. You know, Mandy, I kind of feel bad for you because co-hosting can be so challenging if you don't find the right co-host. <laughs> oh, that was that was good. That was good, right? That was really it's good. true. I mean, when I had a podcast really successful, and then they were like, "Why don't you bring Jeff Gargas in?" Yikes! Uh, I was I was gonna joke about how it was really nice that that Ray asked me to join her podcast. That was really cool. That, you know, she was. It's, it's as if it's I nice. could do this podcast without you. Uh, I. You know, oh, see. That that that's when you know how the, that the relationship is really good is we can like burn each other but then come back around and compliment and be like no I couldn't exactly. do that hey, you have Ray. such a great base for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> hey Ray yeah I could totally do this podcast without you no you can't. <laughs> I, I could like not, and I don't even know why Mandy is still on here. If I was her, I would have hung up by now. This is, we're, we're getting out of hand. So let's get back <laughs> on to it. So, all right. So I appreciate you sharing about the books and about the podcast, and we'll make sure there's, uh, we have that over in the show notes uh, so that you guys can go check out everything that Mandy's got going on there. Mandy, I want to talk to you a minute about failure. Uh, we talk a lot about it on this podcast. So can you take us to a time in your life that you've had a, a failure uh, and just sort of what happened, how did you feel when it happened and how did you overcome that and what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you probably one of my most uh, embarrassing failure stories ever in education. I don't, I don't admit this one very often, actually. <laughs> Usually keep this one only for special occasions. So, well, here um, we go. Teach Better Talk special occasion. <laughs> when, I taught, uh, when I taught fifth grade, um, I taught with two teachers who were seasoned and uh, had everything kind of down pat, you know. And one, uh, one of the things, I'm sorry, I wasn't fifth grade, it was when I was in fourth grade. Um, and one of the things that we did in fourth grade is we visited the state capitol. And um, in order to visit the state capitol, we had to leave an hour earlier than our typical time that we had to be at school. 
And so it was a big field trip and the kids were always so excited. It was right during the time that we were studying all of that stuff. And, um, and I was very, um, I, I would say it was uh, one of the classes that I had that I was probably the um, closest to, you know, how sometimes you just have those classes that you really click with and, and, you know, you always love all of your kids, but this class just really jived, uh, jived really well. And, um, so the morning that we were supposed to leave, I was getting my kids ready and I'm getting ready. And I knew we were going to the Capitol that day. And, um, so I'm putting on tennis shoes and, and, you know, kind of dinking around and, um, all of a sudden I get this, I start getting these texts in and they're coming in rapid fire. And I'm like, what is going on? Oh my goodness. And I start reading them and here um, they were leaving and I had totally forgotten that I was supposed to be at school an hour early. <laughs> and so, and I, I, you know, the state capital is, uh, you know, two and a half hours from where we live and work was a good 30 minutes from me. And um, apparently, uh, you know, I was, there was one teacher per bus. And so it was, I, one of the buses had just chaperones without a teacher. And I said to them, well, I'll, I'll drive down there and I'll meet you because there's no way I'm making the bus right now. You know, there's just, there's no possible way I can be there in time. And um, so I guess uh, while I didn't make the bus, my students were absolutely hysterical. Um, I had girls in the class who were crying because uh, they were worried about me and thought something had happened and I didn't make it. And it wasn't until I actually showed up down at the Capitol that they were um, calmed and, you know, so not only did um, the chaperones have to drive down on a bus without me, but they also had to, to sit next to these girls that were extremely upset because I didn't show up on time. And, um, you know, I, it, everything ended up fine. I ended up having to drive home as well and not ride the bus because obviously I had my car. And it was just, it was one of those things that I was the newer teacher with two seasoned teachers. Like I was trying not to be the newbie teacher and I did everything in my power that day to make sure they knew that I was the new one <laughs> to know what was going on. So um, yeah, that was probably one of my more embarrassing fails of my teaching career. Oh my God. I'm like sitting here like cringing. I, 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 I have not had that happen to me, but I can only imagine how that felt. Oy. I was so, so incredibly embarrassed on so many levels. And even to this day, when I think about it, I think, what was I, I knew we were leaving an hour early. I don't, you know how sometimes your brain just does not register something you're being told and you're being asked to do. And, and I don't know what it was. I knew we were leaving and I just, it, totally escaped me as that I was supposed to be there an hour early. Yeah, it happens all of the time to all of us that just those you know that you have something on a specific time, but it just doesn't connect that that time is now, right? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. Ugh. But it never happened again to me. I was always <laughs> I was always the early one at every uh, field trip from then on the rest of my teaching career. So yeah, you know, you only have to make the mistake once really bad <laughs> to make sure that you don't make it again, right? I mean, that, I've been there. 
No doubt. So that was probably, um, you know, maybe not the fail that you were looking for. But when I start talking about my failures, and I start writing them down, that would definitely be in the top few. So Mandy, I I think that's a hysterical story. I think that's awesome. And I know that you've done so much with your career that that one mistake cannot be like anything that you dwell on for any longer after today, because you have done so much that has excited and inspired educators across the world. So that you're allowed to have that one mistake. So no <laughs> stress. Well, I have to say the next question I wanted to kind of direct us to was what is exciting you about education? Because the reality is, is that while we all make those goofy mistakes that we remember forever, we've also had those great successes and done amazing things for students. So I'd love to shift your thinking a bit to have you tell us about what's really exciting you about education, really fueling your fire these days. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that is exciting me the most is, um, it's probably going to seem like kind of um, an answer that is, um, you know, kind of obvious, but I think that uh, the focus on the mental health of teachers, um, the shifting from focusing uh, predominantly on students and kind of, um, you know, throwing teachers to the wolves, uh, you know, do what you need to do, no matter what it is, in order to do what's best for your students. I think that is going to start coming to a close. Um, and, and, and again, going back to the whole reasoning behind it being that when we support our teachers, we support our students. Um, and that, you know, it's, it's not, it, it shouldn't be a profession where uh, we just give ourselves over to uh, whatever is happening in education. I think that, that the focus starting to shift to that and then I, I see more people talking about teacher mental health and self-care. And I think we're in that stage right now where we're starting to talk about it. Um, and, you know, kind of with any major change, it's uh, some people have those feelings of guilt still, and some people feel awkward talking about it. And some people know the vocabulary, but they don't really know what it means. Um, and then there's, some, you know, then there's some people a little bit further on their journey where they're starting to really understand what it means. And they're starting to see the effects of when they do take care of themselves. Um, you know, how much better that makes their classroom and makes them a better teacher for their students. And so I just think all of those, you know, the focus on on that and, and that shift is something that really excites me. Absolutely. So with that being said, what advice do you give to teachers? Maybe we'll stick with this, you know, teachers working on themselves. And when we work on ourselves, we can give even better to our students. Do you have any advice that you could give, whether it be a new teacher or a veteran teacher, and just ensuring that they're they're also taking care of themselves as well as their students and their colleagues? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the... Um you know, and, and this is such a big topic. I have like a whole two day workshop I do on this. But uh, I think one of the best pieces of advice I can give to people is that you need to find out what self care means to you. Um, because a lot of time we uh, times we talk about self care in, you know, the framework of how many times are you doing yoga a day? And how many times are you, you know, practicing uh, meditation or things like that, that doesn't work for everybody. And I think that when we focus on those types of things, uh, we make we make people who don't connect with those activities feel like they can't do it. Like, well, I don't know what to do for self-care because 
I, I don't like doing those activities. So now what do I do? Um, and so I think it's really important for people to understand that yoga might not be for you. And that is totally okay. Uh, meditation might not be for you. That's totally okay. You need to find the thing that that makes you feel like you again. Um, whatever that is, maybe it's horseback riding, maybe, you know, one of the things that I thought was that kind of surprised me that I found that, um, may, that forces me to slow down is getting my nails done. And I know that sounds really silly. But when somebody's holding both of my hands doing my nails, I can't touch my phone. And since I'm often touching my phone and looking to see who's messaging me, like for that hour, I actually can't. And that has become a form of self-care for me. Um, and so it's it's finding those things that, that help you center yourself and remind you of who you are. I love that. That's some, that's super, super solid advice. You know, um, I want to give a shout out to our our good friend Adam Welcome, you know, who obviously everyone knows him because Adam runs like a crazy man all over the place, right? <laughs> but he, if you ever if you've ever talked to Adam about you know bettering yourself or you know whether obviously a lot of times we talk with Adam, it's getting in shape and stuff. But whatever it is, bettering yourself, finding a way to get yourself reset, and you made the mistake of being like, oh, but I can't run like you. He'll get all over you and be like, that's what I do. That's not what you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's his thing, right? And he's like, and he's the same message. So I love that you repeat that. It's just find what works for you. Find what, find what makes sense for you. And that can be a million different things. I love that. It's I love your reasoning behind getting the nails done. Because I, I would accept that. That's a good one anyway, just because it's it's relaxing, I'm sure. I've never done it before, but I've told, <laughs> I'm told it's pretty relaxing, right? And, you know, yep. I, whatever. And then, you know, your nails look good when you're done. That's good. But I love your digging a little bit deeper into it. Like, I can't touch my phone. Like, that's awesome. It's a really cool. Jeff, can I go what? get my nails done with the Teach Better Team <laughs> company card? It's for it's for my own mental health. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk later, Ray. This is recorded. <laughs> yeah, but I edit it. Man. <laughs> All right. So okay. So speaking of your phone, that actually leads me to the first thing here. Uh, but uh, which reminds me of the six questions I'm going to ask you right now. We're going to do this sort of rapid fire here. Your goal is to answer each one of these in 15 seconds or less. You ready to go? Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Um, I would say that uh, from my, you know, my position where I was a um, uh, director of technology, I would say the Canvas learning management system was something that I really uh, loved just for adding some personalization into professional learning. Uh, what's a book that you're reading right now? I just finished Micro Resilience by Bonnie St. John. It is um, about building resilience for, you know, the little adversities that kind of happen every day. Um, and so like kind of building up that micro resilience. Who do we need to follow on Twitter today? Uh, gosh, so you guys know there's so many people. Um, Can you give me say, one? Yeah, well, I would say <laughs> Rochelle um, is a pretty good one. She's at R-D-E-N-E-915. She's all over the place. Um, also anybody, um, on, if you, if you look up the hashtag, my 53s, it's kind of a little, uh, professional learning family that I have. And there are some amazing people on there. And what's the best YouTube channel or website for educators? I absolutely love Jennifer Gonzalez. I don't, I don't really fangirl, but the first time that I saw Jennifer Gonzalez, I, 
I jumped over a chair and knocked it over <laughs> and ran to hug her. She is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, so uh, www.cultofpedagogy.com. Mandy, when we see you uh, next month at Summer Spark, that's what Ray's going to do. It's totally <laughs> like if, if there is a chair in a way, that chair is going. She's just, just throwing it. She's just throwing it. She doesn't jump over. She just throws it. She's, she's ridiculously know, strong. People know that I fangirl out because then on Twitter, they call me out about it. So Jeff's not even joking and I'm okay. I'm going to own it. Uh, all right, Mandy, give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. I, I think taking a breath. And what I mean by that is really just in all the craziness that you have going on in a classroom or whatever position you're in, um, just taking a moment where you stop thinking and you just look around and appreciate the little people around you. Um, it's, it's definitely something I wish I would have done more of when I was a teacher, um, simply because the kids that I worked with were amazing and I did not appreciate that nearly enough. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? It was along the lines of that you can influence people, but you can't change their minds. Um, so like you can you can uh, influence a mindset shift, but you can't actually change their minds. And so if you build your goals based on changing other people, you will most likely fail every single time. Ooh. That's pretty solid. Deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Mandy, I might have the most important question of the night for you. And I know they say that every single time, but I don't just want our listeners to connect with you now through this podcast. I want this conversation to continue. I've gained so much by being connected with you over on Twitter. And so if you wouldn't mind sharing out how our listeners can connect with you, um, I would so appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So on Twitter, I'm at M. It's F-R-O-E-H-L-I-C-H-M. Instagram, it's Mandy Freilich or Divergent Edu. My website is www.mandyfreilich.com. And if you don't, if you miss that first H, like everybody does, you can get me on www.divergentedu.com. It'll bring you to the same place. And then, of course, my books are on Amazon, or you can find them on um, EduMatch Publishing website as well. The Fire Within Lessons from Defeat that Have Ignited a Passion for Learning and Divergent Edu challenging assumptions and limitations to create a culture of learning. And you know, as always, you can find all the links and resources, everything we've talked about in this episode over at teachbetter.com and the show notes, as well as the really important links for connecting with Mandy and finding her books and everything. We'll have all that over there. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating or review, Ray would just really, really appreciate that. And if you can do me a favor and take it one step further, think of three of your colleagues or your friends, your family, whoever it is that need to hear these amazing stories like Mandy's and share this podcast with them. We're really trying to amplify some voices and we need your help to spread that. So we really appreciate that. Mandy, this has been amazing. It's been an awesome episode, which we knew it would be. But then we also, in the mix of things, have to find out that we're going to see you next month at Summer Spark. So that's super exciting. Um, we've been, uh, you know, you've been in our, in our world for a while. You hosted the Mastery Chat. We were just super, super excited to have you on here. So thank you so much for taking some time and just hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you guys. And until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. Mm-hmm.